Good morning out there in Radio Land. It's good to be with you guys yet again on this beautiful, beautiful August the 1st, 2023. This is August the 1st. I can't believe it. Oh my goodness, this time, this year, it's flying by. And uh, I just, I don't I don't like this old age stuff. They're right. Time gets faster as you get older. And probably because you move so much slower. Uh <laughs> And it's this old I've age. I've always thing. moved slow all my life, so it's about the same. <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> I see you got some saws in the back of your truck and everything else. You sound like you, you look like you're gonna have a busy day, brother Josh. I hear you, brother. Well, anyway, day after day and job after job, whatever I got to do. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, amen. Hannah, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I uh, we had young adult group last night. Aaron walked in in the middle of it. No, not in the middle of it, but <laughs> towards the end. Uh, it was really awesome. Uh, I think everybody that came really enjoyed it. And That's awesome. It was, kind of, it was our first one. Yeah. So um, we were kind of getting to know one another, seeing, you know, like talking about each other's backgrounds in the in the faith and, you know, some testimonies yeah. and things like that. Um, and it was really awesome just to get to know, you know, some different people ar- around our age. I say around our age because we had like some tr- eight, we had an 18 year old, we had 22, tw- I'm 23, and then we had 29 year old, I think, and Stevie's 32. So we uh, had like, so we had some variations there. Hey, they're getting closer to our age, brother. <laughs> we might be able to jump on in there. <laughs> yeah. So, Hannah, do you lead that group or who leads that um, group? I would, I kind of help out with it. Uh, okay. Jamie, Jamie is going to be leading the group, but both of us were a part of a group like that in college. Okay. Um, and so we're, I think we're kind of going to work together a little bit, but really it's, it was, what was great about it was that everyone was contributing. Like it wasn't yeah. really as much of a teaching. Now right. we are going to have, uh, Aaron is going to come in actually the next one that we have and he's going to walk with, uh, he's going to kind of do some teaching with yes. us and we're going to kind of like have different like people in the church that are, have walked through some, some life with the Lord and yeah. are seasoned Christians to kind of come in and teach some different things. Um, maybe not every time, but like, you know, yeah, every other time or something. Yeah. Um, so we're excited about that because it's kind of awesome. like a group effort, I guess. Um, and it was really, it was really awesome. So That's cool. if you're a young adult, if you identify as a young adult, <laughs> I, don't know um, if, I don't know if we speak like that around here. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Here. Well, I'm going to say Brother Ernie still calls me the kid, so I couldn't even, I'm not even old enough to be in that class yet, according to Brother Ernie. <laughs> really, they just asked me to come the next one because I said I'd bring food. Oh, man. No, we asked him before that, but he felt bad for us because he walked in. He's like, so did, what food did y'all have? And we were like, we didn't have any food. And then he's like, what? Well, whenever all their bellies are growling, I had to come downstairs. I heard the bellies growling. <laughs> so I figured there was an issue. So is that just once a month or is that once a, or how often y'all going to do it? We're going to do it uh, bi-weekly. So the next okay. one will be... Uh, the 14th yeah yeah so we're gonna do it every other week so if there's a young adult from another church that say they don't have a lot of young adults at their church would they be able to come yeah no like that's why i'm kind of bringing it that's why i'm bringing it up on here because um 
we would love for any any young adult to come from another church. Great. That's awesome. Because we were talking about last night, too, that there's really not that many groups like this. Yep. Um, I mean, there are some life groups and different things like that I've heard from some different churches, but there's not really, I haven't heard of like a specific young adult group yep. that just meets and talks about, you know, the Lord, right. testimonies, reads the word together, yep. shares. It, I mean, it's pretty, it's laid back, but it's also leaving the Holy Spirit room to move. Yeah, that young adult class or young adult age is kind of a, uh, it's a weird age, I think, because what happens is, I know with the experience at our church, they get out of Sunday school and they go into the adult class. And to be flat out honest with you, a lot of them don't stick it out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, you know, and I and I hate that. I mean, it hurts my heart. And, I mean, sometimes I think, Lord, what am I doing? I mean, here I have taught and poured into these kids, and then they get out of school, get out of mom and dad's house, get out on their own, and then you don't see them for a while. But then here in the last five, six years, I've noticed that a lot of people that's actually my age or maybe a couple years younger than me have started to come back and be more committed in the church. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful they're coming back, but the thing about it is, what about that time in between they was away? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What would have happened if the Lord would have come back, or what would, have, what was they doing during that time that did not have their, they didn't have their priorities in a way where they've put the Lord first, then put their church family first, and play, and also things like the groups that you guys have started to help them grow along as they, um, as they get older. So mm-hmm. I'm yeah. thankful for that young adult class. And, you know, I just want you all to know that whether there's two or four or six or whatever it is that, you know, keep striving, keep striving. So, anyway. yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, that will be uh, our next one will be Monday, the 14th, August 14th at 630. So okay. we it will always start at 630 for anybody who wants to come. Sounds great. Yep. And the next one, I'm making spaghetti. Oh, man. <laughs> baked spaghetti. Yeah. It's not just spaghetti. It's baked spaghetti. We had Italian night at my granny's uh, Sunday night. Everybody brought Italian food. And for oh. Fifth Sunday, of course, we don't have a, we don't have a church at Madrid on Fifth Sunday. So sometimes Granny and Megan, they kind of plan something on Fifth Sunday because they know on Fifth Sunday night, normally I can, <laughs> I'm free and I don't have to uh, yeah. be at church on Sunday night. So... so how do you make your baked spaghetti? I eat it. Oh. <laughs> make it. You mean tell you how I make mine? <laughs> how you make yours. All right. Well, the noodles have got to be just right. Please, <laughs> for the love of goodness. Um, if you make spaghetti, don't soak your noodles forever. Let's just you just get them boiled and you get them out because they get waterlogged. Um, so you got to got to there's a name for that. there's mushy. a name for that right yeah is there a name for that overcooked uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right well anyways you got to get those noodles just right and then you mix your sauce in and then you take Italian sausage okay and you mix it all in the noodles and then you take a roll of pepperoni and you just cake the whole thing with pepperoni then you take cheese shredded cheese yep. finely shredded. Right. And, and then you you do that, you layer it. I mean, just put her on her, put her on her, and then you just sprinkle some mozzarella or Parmesan or something on the top. All right. And then you bake it until the cheese melts. Yeah. Now, my cousin Beth, I don't know if you mm. ever had hers or not, but Glory. she makes a mean baked spaghetti, too. She really <laughs> does. So. <laughs> I felt you just got to be in the sound room this I morning. I felt that in my think? bones this morning. <laughs> uh, but, no, I'm so, I'm so happy that um, – you know that there's another avenue for young adults to get together and, and yes. learn and grow in the scripture and 
also have a community around them that will help them grow and right. give them an outlet to talk about things that they're struggling with or that they need growth in. And, um, you know, just I see such tremendous growth and hunger in a generation. And I was talking to a gentleman the other day, <clears throat> and we were talking about this because he said, you know, we don't really know how to get that young adult age to grow. And I said, me neither. Um, I was like, as as in population, I said, that's probably the fastest growing group in our church right now. But we don't know what we're doing yeah. except for this. And I said, this is the only thing I can think of my work with young adults and Generation um, Z for a while now is this. If you, for so long we put them in a back room, gave them a flannel graph, gave them a, I don't know, a taco or a piece of pizza. It's okay. I like taco and pizza. Love taco and pizza. Um, but we've kind of like, we've kind of tried to babysit them for so long. Yeah. And never demanded growth. And, and like for me, um, I want to bring them up. Like right. I want to push them. I want to say, let I, the Lord is demanding this kind of maturity. Yeah. He's demanding this kind of growth. Um, you know, but also father them. Like, yeah. I think there's a, I think there's a difference between just saying, Hey, this is the rules and you do them. And then having somebody under you girding, undergirding you and saying, you can do it. Like, this is what's demanded. This is what we're pushing for. And I'm with you every step of the way. Yeah. And if you fall, I'm not going to condemn you. I'm going to pick you back up and let's keep running. Yeah. And, but I think for so long for young people, just in general, we've honestly, I don't know how else to say it in the church. And I'm guilty of it is we've kind of babysit them. Yeah. And we was afraid that if we push them too hard, they leave. But really, I think the not pushing is one of the reasons they are leaving. Yeah. Because we're not giving them no tools and resources to actually work with. Right. And so when they get to that long care hippie in philosophy 101 in college and look at them and say, there's no absolute truth. Well, I don't know how to defend that because my flannel graph board never showed me that. Yeah. And so I think if we give them tools, resources and, and really put the, put the word on it. Right. And I think that's church in general. Like people mm -hmm. are sick of wasting their time. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like they're sick of wasting their time. And it's not just kids we babysit. We've we, we've been babysitting adults. We've been babysitting people because we're afraid that if we say anything harsh or anything that could be offensive or anything that seems like it's picking on me, that they're just going to pack their stuff and go to the church down the road, and we need their tithe check. So we'll babysit them, and we'll entertain them, and we'll keep doing that until sooner or later we we lullaby them into sleep, and then they just walk off as a zombie kind of deal. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, as what the church is doing now is, um, I'm not going to say what Brother Lance says on his T-shirts, but, you know, we <laughs> we have kind of been like, um, we have kind of sissified a generation. Yeah. Like, there's no other way around it. And I think whenever people start to feel challenged, but also equipped. Yeah. And um, so we had this long conversation because, you know, he was just talking about, on, well, he threw a bigger age group out, like 18 to 65, I think. Yeah. And that they're just, you know, there's not much growth within that age. So once you're retired, you'll come. Or when you're a kid, you're forced to come. I, but, I see what you're saying. But the ones that have the just their choice and they've got life yeah. regular, um, you know, I think that's the age group that it's a big one. Yeah. But that's where a lot of growth never happens. Right. In. But I, I man, that's awesome because, I mean, you can kind of see that, too. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I try to be consistent, I try to grow, I try to, you know, keep advancing the kingdom of God, but you're exactly right, people, because people get in so tangled with how we have allowed other things to happen on a Sunday or on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night or something like that, and I don't understand sometimes people say, well, I got this going on, got that going on, I say, well, 
we do have church on Thursday night. <laughs> we do have church on Sunday night. Yep. You know, there's uh, things that happen throughout the week that you could go to. I mean, but for whatever reason, if they people don't make it on Sunday, they think it's that's it. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, not to saying that um, uh, with people that uh, actually are older or maybe retired, you know, yes. And I've heard retired people say that I don't have, I got no clue how in the world I was able to work because of how busy they are. Mm -hmm. Well, like Brother Bill in the past year or so, you know, he's he's been able to, in the last six, eight months, he's been going down to West Kentucky, if not every Monday night, every other Monday night for sure. Mm -hmm. And, I mean... You know, probably if he was working in Louisville, may not have been able to do that as much. Yeah. Because he gets home at midnight, sure. and we'd normally get up at 3.30 and head to Louisville at 4. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, doing things that maybe we thought we had to do, just as myself as well. You know, if you'd have told me a year ago, or two years ago, I think it's come upon a year when I've been a co-host here, but if you told me a year and a half, two years ago, you'd be doing a co-host, and I said, there ain't no way I'm going to have time for that. You cray-cray. I said, you know, I got to work. I got to make a living. I got to do these things. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to. Yeah. Well, it, then it opened up. I was like, yeah, I'm going to. Yep. And I mean, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So. And um, mm-hmm. I was preaching last Sunday, and I'm sticking to my, I'm sticking to what I said because I, I really believe it's a true statement. You cannot have a convenient, easy life and a move of God at the same time. They are <laughs> parallel good. opposites. That's you hard. cannot like. If you're going to say yes to a move of God, you're going to say yes to inconvenience. Yep. You're going to say no to the schedule of just, I, I have to do A to B. Because a move of God really does mess a lot of things up. And yes. it, it changes your desires. Right. Um, I use the story of the woman who touched Jesus. Because really, Jesus is on his way to resurrect a dead girl. I mean, that's what he was doing. He wasn't on his way to just hang out in the city. He was on his way to resurrect a dead girl. And then a girl, a woman who with an issue of blood came and touched him. And he didn't say, woman, I don't got time for this right now. I got to go point B because my point A to point B is more important than the person in the middle. And so he stopped everything. Yeah. And he ministered and dealt with this woman and she received her healing. And then the dead girl still got up. Yeah. But he could have easily just said, "I, I got a mission. This girl's dead. I got to go. But he didn't. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I really feel like that's the season we're in. And it's not like we're preaching hard to attack people. It's that we're trying to say that there 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 has to be growth. Like yeah. there has to be this maturity. There, the body of Christ has to grow up. Like there's right. no other way around yeah. it. And I look in the mirror and tell myself that. Me too, brother. And Amen. so, um, but this day of catering and babysitting to kids and teenagers and adults and everything it's got to end like there's no other way around it like we've got to give them meat right like we've got to give them something they don't just you know um drink and get it over with they they chew on it that it's in their heart it's in their mind it's something deeper um and that's i believe i believe we are truly a generation that has been stuck on the milk for so long and a lot of us never even tasted the meat yeah and we wonder why people don't come back. Yep. That's, um, right. that's just me. That's no, a soapbox. I don't know. I don't awesome. know how we even got there. But hey, we're um, there. We're there. yeah. I mean, I just want the I want the real thing. Yeah. Like at this point, I just want the real thing. And I don't care if it looks like jumping off chandeliers. I don't care if it's the best services we ever had. But if lives are being changed and hearts are being transformed and the addicts are being delivered and the um, glory of God has fallen and children are being rescued. And I mean, what's 
it's just we either have to make a decision. What do we want? Church is normal? Yeah. Or do we want to actually influence and change the way our communities are? Because Jesus changed every place he went into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so did the New Testament church. They went into a city and they they planted, they established, they they raised up. There was churches being um, grown. I mean, all these things happening. And Paul would go into a city and he'd start a riot, basically. But it wasn't because he was, you know, going out on the megaphone going let's riot it was just the power of god and he yeah. was offending the systems and breaking the chains and um people didn't like that and so but um you know i don't know soapbox but i haven't done my announcements this morning i know you how you got you me going off track brother you I'm always sorry. get me going <laughs> you got some good announcements too coming up man. i do Go um, for it. vbs starts thursday thursday oh, friday and saturday um three to 18 is basically going to have something Okay. Well, uh, see, over the, this past weekend, I was asked, what ages are they? Well, then I pulled up my app. I was like, I'm sorry, I forgot. But I pulled up my app, and I was like, um, yeah, they can go. And I didn't <laughs> see no age on it yep. anyway. Yep, yep. Um, three to 18. Now, um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We have a ton of decorations to start getting ready for. Yeah, I've seen uh, that. They, get look, a lot. they look amazing. They, look they amazing. got a lot. Um, and so we don't know how we got them back here besides the grace of God. Um, they just fit. Like, I'm talking like when we pulled up and saw everything, was like, I don't know how that's going to fit. And Joey was kept praying, God, shrink them, shrink them so we can fit everything. And literally, it, this is just how the Lord works. There's no other room in the cars. Like, it was just, ex- like, wow. we puzzled piece stuff in. I don't know if you could have gotten their box in any of the vehicles. Wow. But yet it was just that last box fit just perfect. enough for him. How's that's that? Awesome. That's the Lord. Um, yeah. So that starts uh, Thursday, so Friday, where and Saturday. So everything be set up at, brother? Um, predominantly in the multi-purpose building okay. and the church. All right. Um, yeah. And so, and then, you know, a lot of activity stuff would be outside, I think it is. Unless uh, the weather's not permitting, then we'll have the activities in the gym or something. Yep. We'll, we'll be ready for it that's sounds awesome um and then saturday of course is the is the big outside fun picnic whatever it is um and you know we've got that 100 foot obstacle course and i made the mistake of sunday morning and challenging anybody that wants to race me on it and now i've got like 50 kids wanting to race me so you're gonna be wore out brother yeah, it's it's just the life you got to live. Uh, it's sacrifices you make as leaders. To uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a uh, I had the greatest compliment. Uh, one of the girls said, "Hey, he's he's the fun pastor. He's the fun pastor." I said, "Yes." <laughs> um, you know, backflips off the diving board and all that, and too old for it. But I'm trying it. Yeah. Um, but we got that Saturday. And then we've got Greater Vision's going to be there in concert August the 4th this Friday night at East Main Street. That's yep. a free one. And Dennis Cook and the GCHS Men's Choir will be there for that, um, doing the um, opening for them. <clears throat> and that's at 6 p.m. 6 o'clock, and that's a free event. It's right between the Jack between the Jack Thomas House and Sicilian Bank. Yep. And then we have Sunday morning. Brother Lance Johnson's going to be Man, here preaching. Awesome. Um, we're excited for that. And then he'll be heading down your all's way that evening. Yeah, that evening, 6 so, o'clock. Yeah. And I had somebody actually that comes to church here, um, uh, comes to church here regularly, but they said they committed to something Sunday morning. So they, man, we're going to miss Brother Lance because they got a singing or something. I said, well, you're more welcome to come down to Madrid at 6 yep. o'clock Sunday night. So, yep. anyway. Yeah, we're excited for um, Brother Lance to be here Sunday morning. And uh, so if you all, I know that sometimes, um, you know, you people hate to miss, and I don't encourage people to miss their home church. So that's why, you right. know, go to Madrid if you don't want to. But 
you know, if you don't have a home church, I encourage you to come out and That's it. Um, hear the word of the Lord Amen. because uh, he brings a strong word. So. I know truth will be taught, that's for sure. That's one thing that I say oftentimes, Brother Aaron, I say, well, I don't really encourage people to go to the church of their choice because sometimes the church of your choice is a, is a place if somebody's just looking for a church, they might go to a place to just maybe, to be honest with you, sugar coaster. Babysit them. Ba- yeah. Or don't get like me that. on my soapbox again, so, Josh. You're just going to anyway, open the door again. So go to a place that preaches maybe truth. Maybe we need to talk about this more. <laughs> and I know that this is a place that preaches truth, and I, and I appreciate that. So. Yeah. Amen. So again, that's Sunday morning, ten fifteen here, and then six o'clock p.m. at Madrid that evening. And so then, of course, we've got the three day Harvest Crusade coming up, ten, eleven, and twelfth in September, which is now just a month and a Man. week away. It's flying closer every day. Yep. And then uh, the next Coffee of Jesus is the Saturday before that, September 9th. and we'll get you a um, information more on location and all of that concerning all all the details. Miss Mary will get me that as soon as she can. And we'll get you to that. So uh, I think that's all the announcements. Am I missing any? I think so. Back to school. Back to school for Bethel Christian Academy Mm -hmm. is just right around the corner. And then I need to get the dates for all the other counties. Uh, Grayson County starts tomorrow, I believe. I thought so. I thought it was really close. I know my mother-in-law, of course, teaches over there. Rita does. And uh, she's done been having to go off and on the past couple weeks. But the kids actually start tomorrow. That's what I was thinking. I know there's a lot of people doing some last-minute school shopping last night. I mean, I'm not saying I was or nothing, but uh, <laughs> oh man, oh, so. we always do that every year. We wait till well, it's not last minute because we still got a week or so before. Yeah, you still got a little bit, but um, we do that every year, and then <laughs> we get there and the machines are down. No way. So I just left. Heather stayed. And I left. I took the baby in cloud. Um, I mean, I don't. It was, it happened. That seems like that stuff happens more and more all the time now. So, yeah. And you can't even check out without the internet. It's crazy. Yeah. You can't even sure check is. out. Mm-hmm. What happened to the old ones where you just push the button and it goes ding? Yeah. Like, you don't need the internet push for the those. Or sometimes they give you a paper receipt. You know what I'm saying? Right you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Um, you know, so, but it was, um, we'll be praying for all the schools. And so I guess tomorrow morning we'll pray for Grayson County as they go back awesome. to school and pray yep. for their school year. And I know during schools, School seasons, we like to um, pray each morning for their safety and their amen. guidance. And, um, you know, we want to protect them in the name of Jesus. So, amen. Well, we are in John. Uh, I don't know how far we're going to get today because my soapbox, I apologize. Um, John chapter 15. Yes. We are in. We didn't get very far. I think we're in verse 21. Um, but y'all, I mean, y'all put a move on last week, brother. We did. We Put tried. On. We tried. I mean, I always say John 15 is one of my, it's probably my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. And I was like, well, I'm going to be able to enjoy it because I thought last Tuesday I said, <laughs> well, we'll be right around John 15, two or three when I get here. And I'm like, man, we're going to breeze by this stuff. It's yeah, awesome. we, I don't know what happened to us. Um, all right. Well, I need help, though. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it to the listeners and to all the co hosts and anybody that's involved. I need help to decide by the grace of God what should we do next: Hebrews, Ephesians, or Romans. Okay, I need some help. All right, it's one of those three books. Have you uh, got any text? I've heard you talking about it yesterday, but did anybody chime in yesterday? Maybe? Well, I didn't really get the opening yesterday. I okay. talked about what to do. All right, but any listeners out there, um, you want to give a chime in on what book to go through That's next? Good. Hebrews, Ephesians, or Romans—probably the three that we'll choose from this time. And then after that, we'll probably go to an Old Testament book. 
Okay. You know, we'll figure out. I mean, probably not Psalms. That would take us about three, four years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll find. We'll we'll do an Old Testament book next. So Sounds we're gonna. Great. So we did a gospel. Then we're gonna do like more of an epistle, a yep. letter, and then we'll do an Old Testament, and then we'll go back and do another gospel. Okay. So. Sounds great. All righty. Sounds um, like next several months is pretty much planned out. <laughs> uh, maybe for the next several, year so. that's, that's more like next year or so um one joey says hebrews so we got one vote for right, hebrews, we gotta vote for I, hebrews. I, I vote hebrews too you vote hebrews counts. too yeah yeah um hebrews and let's see here my wife if she's listening right now she would probably say hebrews too hebrews? you know why why is that because when i make coffee I said, you going to make the copy? She says, no. It says Hebrews. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, you probably heard that millions of times. I went to a like, church one time that had a coffee shop that said Hebrews. Yeah. That was the name so, of the, the coffee. Hebrews. She's got me convinced that I make better coffee than her, so I'll brew it for her. So, you know what? Anyway. I was making coffee here once, and he was brewing, and then he got fired. Uh, <laughs> Has anybody ever been fired from volunteering to make coffee? I don't. I did. I guess you did. I did. Sounds like it. They fired. <laughs> they. You don't. You got too many other things to worry about than brewing coffee, yeah. brother. But I got fired. <laughs> I tried so hard to get that coffee. Oh man! All right. All right. Here we go. Verse twenty-one. Verse twenty-one. Um, but all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. So, again, Jesus is getting ready to talk to them. He's preparing them. He's talking about how they're going to hate him because they first hated the, he's, the world's going to hate them because it hates him. And he's saying this, that they're going to do all these things. Now, we can see in retrospect, they're looking into the future, but they're going to face martyrdom. They're going to face persecution they're going to face beatings they're going to face all of these things coming up here and this is what he's preparing them for they're not going to like him they're going to hate them um we find out in acts really quickly that they are beating them that all of the 12 all the original 12 outside of judas who committed suicide but um you know outside of john were martyred now they tried to martyr john but they couldn't yeah he ended up dying of old age but wasn't for the lack of trying necessarily right and so he's preparing them for this, but he's reminding them they're doing this because they don't know the Father. That's, I mean, that's what Jesus is saying yeah. right there. The reason they're doing this is not just because they're bad people. It's because they don't know the Father. And not knowing the Father, they don't know him. And if they don't know him, they don't know them because them is sent by him who is sent by the Father. There you go. How's that? That's awesome. Oh, goodness. I don't know how <laughs> I come up with that. But um, And he's telling them the reason they're doing this is because they do not know the Father or the one that sent him. Yeah. And I think this is where we even start to understand what Paul talks about later. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual things in high places. Is we've got to remember, and Jesus even reminding them, they're doing this, but they're doing this because they don't know God. Yeah. And they don't know the Father. And there's spiritual things attached. There's other things that's going to come about. There's, there's, um, there is the blinders that's on their eyes. Right. And, um, you know, <clears throat> I think that's always a reminder because myself, I think G Stephen probably heard sayings like this. Now, was Stephen walking with Jesus at this time? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. He was, 
you know, he's not one of the original 12, but right. I'm sure they said this to Stephen or something like that. Or, yeah. you know, and I think Stephen probably thought whenever they were stoning him to death, they're doing this because they don't know the father. And I'm going to mm-hmm. pray they know the father and repent. And, and so I think that starts to shift the way we perceive and think about things when we understand that people are doing the actions they're doing, not just because they're bad people, but because they don't know the father. Yeah. And they just need to learn the father. And the people that are closest to the Lord, even Reno is uh, when he was teaching the disciples and preaching to them or whatever, he's preparing him to do what he was doing. And therefore, I believe right now even that he's preparing a people that is close to him to continue to do what he done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause see, he was preparing them cause I'm getting ready to go away. So it's going to be up to you. Mm-hmm. You do what I've taught you. You carry it on. But now we're actually preaching last days and stuff that he's coming back. But until that happens, whether it happens in my lifetime or not, or y'all's lifetime or not, he's still coming back. But still yet, just like he was preparing the people for him to go away, he's also preparing the people now for him to come and get the body get the body in a place, the remnant, the church in a place where he's going to come for us. So, yeah, yeah. You and, and you know, I, let me just say this. Like, the people are still responsible for their sin. Like, oh, they don't yes. get them off the hook totally. or anything like that totally. when Jesus said this. But the prayer and the way we're ministering them changes when we understand that because— if if we just think it's them and just yeah. solely them, we're trying to fix them. Mm-hmm. And we think fixing them will fix the situation. But really the greatest fix is the Father. They need to know the Father. They don't need to know behavioral modification. They need yeah. to know the Father. Right. And, you know, the reason they hate him and hate Jesus and all that is because they really don't know the Father. And as he said in other parts of John, their father is not my father. Their father is the devil. But we've got to get their fatherhood changed. And that's our greatest mission. It's not to get them to behavior modification. It's to get them to the father. Because if they get to the father, the behavior changes. Yeah. But if we have the behavior without the father, we have nothing more than either religion or moral excellence or something like that. But it's it's not the father. Right. And you remember, um, you know, um, the rich young girl come up to Jesus and said, good master, good what do I you need? Know, what do I need to do to be saved? Yeah, and he says, "There's none good but God." Yeah. All right. Well, why did why did really Jesus turn the table and say, "There's none good but God"? Is because the good mat the the rich young ruler was basically just looking at moral modification or behavioral things. That's what he was seeing. You're good. Oh, you're perfect. You're this. You're that. And Jesus was basically saying, "No one is ever going to achieve that." There's no one but the Father because He is the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So. He's he's basically trying to get this guy to understand you'll never reach that thing and you never do this within yourself. Yeah. And then, you know, that's when he challenged him to go sell everything. Well, I can't do that. What was Jesus really doing? It was not saying you have to sell everything to be saved. He was trying to prove to the guy you're never going to be good enough to be saved. Yeah. You need the father. And that's the mission of the church is to get people to the father. It's not get people to the good things. It's to get people to the father, because if you get to the father, inherently, you start to become good. Right. Because he's good. And if you become like him, you become good like him. But if you try to be good absent of the Father, you'll never achieve it and you'll only frustrate yourself because that's religion. Come on now. And wow. so um, that's what, to me, that's one of the things I think Jesus explained to them because 
He's got to get them to remember not to hate the person. Yeah. And so often the church hates the person. Yes. And I say this a lot. A lot of times the church will want to deal with the person instead of a spirit because it's much cheaper. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's easier. It's easier to blame a person than it is to attack a spirit. And, and so it takes, it's cheaper, it's easier. And, um, you know, it's like I said, a couple of weeks ago, most of the time we don't mess with spiritual things because we're actually walking with them yeah. and, mm-hmm. and how can you attack something you're holding hands with? Yeah. And so it just, it doesn't work like that. Wow. And so, yeah. And the thing about like wrestling against spiritual things, it takes the blame off of people because a lot of times that spirit will be affecting more than just that person that we're having a problem with or that we're frustrated with. Come a lot on. of times that same spirit is affecting us. Yeah. Because it's still in our peace, it's still in our joy. It's yep. and so when we start to take the when we start to take our like focus off of zoning in on a person that we're frustrated with and start to look at the spirit, we start to see, oh, like I'm in this too. Like this thing's been still in my joy. This thing's right. been like I'm I'm not in in the right here either like I, good, I need Anna. to get in tune with the lord at, and focus on me and the lord right now and yeah. that's how i can fight this and love the person and move forward that's and that's it. that's i think that's another reason or i've been learning lately is wow. that the spirit isn't usually just affecting one person that's it that's awesome Anna. that's awesome all right, well, we'll we'll do a couple more verses yeah. when we get back. Um, we got to take the first break of the day, get a trivia answer out there, and get you in for the drawing this man, uh, Friday on this three-week drawing. It's a special one for two backpacks with some school supplies in it for those kiddos. Um, we're a little late on Grayson, but we'll get it for Brecker. You can never have too much school supplies for kiddos. I know that for That's sure. Right. Uh, Tuesday, question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank, which we appreciate being an underwriter and supporter of the Box 2 Radio Network. What did Jesus do that healed the deaf man, deaf man with a speech impediment? What did Jesus do that healed the deaf man with a speech impediment? 270-257-2689. We will be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Day the Lord has made this beautiful, beautiful August the 1st, 2023. This is a glorious day to be alive in the kingdom of God. We still have an answer. That trivia question will have to get you that. Oops, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll have to get you that um, opportunity to get the answer in at the next break. I'm in the producing room, and um, so it makes my job a little harder to talk on the air and the phone at the same time. If, if I there's could, anybody that could, I would say Aaron could. I don't know anyway. about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Trust me. Um, but... We've been having a really good conversation um, this morning, and we've been talking about. We were still in John, so let's yeah, go on to John twenty two fifteen yes. twenty two because we didn't get very far because I went on my soapbox, so I felt bad. And he said in twenty two, "If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin." I, I love that he's saying, "Look, they could hide out before, but now because I've come, I've exposed it." Yeah, and we showed people their sin, and now they have no cloak or jacket With, or covering or for their excuse. Is what excuse. I, I've got a uh, yep. definition for it here. It says excuse, excuse. So. They have no excuse for it. Yeah. So again, we're not letting people off the hook. No way. No, no way. way. But we have to understand the whole thing of what's going on. Uh, maybe let's see here. Miss Gail said, 
Maybe this young man was looking to publicly glorify himself, maybe even to get confirmation that he was on the right path. Would have gotten this to y'all sooner, but I'm the queen of slow texting. <laughs> She's talking about the rich young ruler, I am sure of. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I think he... I think he definitely was searching approval like he and he. Um, but yeah, I think um, and you're not the queen of Sloan texting, Miss Gail. But, <laughs> and so thank you so much. I love Miss Gail. Um, Amen. But good, good, good comment. I like that a lot. Um, but here we're talking about, per se, the, you know, he's taken away all the excuses. There's no reason people can say, well, I didn't know. I yeah. didn't know. He right. He brought the truth. He exposed yep. the truth. And um, see, in the kingdom of God, in the realm of things here, we serve an Almighty God who was merciful, who was just, who's forgiving. But still, yet, even now, see, there's too many people looking for an excuse for their sin. You see, I often say, Hannah, I say, a lot of times you'll get asked, you'll get asked, you'll say, well, is it okay to do this? Is it okay to do that? Is it okay? And I, I just ask them sometimes, well, it sounds like to me that you're probably doing it and you're probably looking for an avenue for somebody to tell you it's okay for you to do that. You probably know it's wrong, but for whatever reason, you're trying to look for an excuse of why a man of God or somebody that knows the words trying to necessarily tell you it's okay for you to continue to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, he just more or less shutting them up here, if you ask me. Usually, I won't say always, because <laughs> I have um, listened to some wild teachings on different things, right. and it has confused me on certain things yeah. being right or wrong. So, yeah. I won't say all the time, because <laughs> there was one point I was about to give up coffee, because <laughs> I oh, thought wow. it was uh, demonic at a oh, certain wow. I didn't actually yeah. think that, but I had heard something about it being demonic, and it, it turned out it was a whole different reason. It wasn't coffee itself, it was something else. So, but. that's why you got water this morning <laughs> instead of your coffee. Man, look, I gotta hide it. I don't even like coffee, and I try to help her out on that one. Yeah, he, he knew how much I loved it, or how much you know and that that was just ridiculous but right. i was just trying to figure it out cuz i'm just yeah. i don't want to be blatantly doing something i see what you're saying you know if yeah. i if i have knowledge of it i don't want to be openly doing it but um so i will say not all the time but most of the time if we have to ask if something's right or wrong we usually already know yeah. or we're already feeling conviction about it That's, i see what now, you're saying now there can be some exceptions like that situation but yeah. i would say the majority of the time right yeah yeah because going back to uh, thinking about is this or ain't this, you know, uh, but thing about it is a lot of times we say, if you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord knows your heart. And I'm, But I'm afraid too many people has played the card of, well, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. They just said, well, I just didn't know, so I'm not going to be required for that. Yep. You know, so anyway, yep. we're trying to get the word out there where people will know. Yep. You know, That's right. And then uh, within what we do here, and uh, for two hours every morning or whatever, mm-hmm. and for us to discuss. And like I said, it's just kind of uh, open for people to text in or whatever, and maybe with comments or maybe with, um, you know, why they think we're right or why they think we're wrong. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway. Let's do... Let's do another one. Let's do another one. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had done, If I had not done among them the works which none other man did... They had not sinned. But now, 
have they both seen and hated both me and my father. Let's just read it out. But this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and you also shall bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. So he's reminding them they're going to hate you because yeah. they hated me, and they hate the Father because they they hate me, and they hate the Father, and all these things because they don't know him. And he's saying they had no sin until I came on the scene. He's reiterating this again, and he's basically saying I've done these works and these yeah. works have exposed their sin. And so, and, um, but he's saying, but look, when the comforter has come, who's that? The Holy spirit, who is the spirit of truth. He proceedeth from the father. He shall testify of what Jesus of me. Yep. And he shall testify of Jesus and you also shall bear witness. Now remember right. that. Watch that. We we always leave that out. We just say the Spirit of God is the one that's going to testify to Jesus. But he said, but you also shall bear witness because you have been with yes, me from the beginning. we. That's it, brother. Amen. And so he's talking specifically to the apostles at this point. Yep. But we are to be witnesses because what does Acts 2 say? To be, I mean, sorry, Acts 1, wait there, tarry there until you are endued with, with power, power to become what? witnesses unto all the earth yep witnesses we are actually the holy spirit in us should actually equip us and empower us to be a witness as well we amen. should testify of jesus and his works that's all we should do amen and we should be doing that all over the earth and um that's it and we he, forget that one though yep and he's preparing them for the continual hate because mm-hmm. at this time if we are reading this we people may get in the mindset well that was at this time but no, he's preparing for us today as well. Yeah. You know, for people that hate it, there is something that's always going to be, it may not, that hate may not come and won't come from the same person all the time because hopefully we're praying for people that maybe hate us for the Lord to, Lord to work in their hearts and Lord to do something in them where they change their heart in a way will start to love him. But still yet, darkness is still about us and around us. But it don't overtake us. Amen. So that hate may always be there. It's just not going to be from the same person. But there's a there's a spirit. Exactly. Thanks, Hannah. So anyway. I love when things wrap back around. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And you talk about the comforter. I mean, I know we talk about that and the the comforter him. And Jesus was trying to always tell them, because I'm sure that they was worried. You're going to go away. How are we going to be able to do what we need to do, what you've told to I mean, you're going to be gone. What What are we doing? Yep. What happens a lot of times when a leader, something happens to a leader? I mean, sometimes the people just, you know, kind of like, what do we do now? We're used to this one doing this all the time. We're used to that one doing that. Now what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. See, but Jesus is trying to prepare them. Okay, you're going to have something. You're going then just like Brother Aaron said in Acts, what they do. They he said, go up there and tarry on high until you can be dude with power. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: you would think that all right, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're but they're walking around with him. Ain't they endued with power then? No, he's preparing them. And then he endued them with power so they could go do what he did. See, I, I kind of think that I kind of try my best to 
put something that's natural because I believe that he used his natural things to confirm the spiritual, okay? So you talk about someone that's learning, either a new job or maybe going to college or something like that. Actually, all the learning that goes into something, after you learn it, you just don't all of a sudden, hey, I've mastered it. Mm -hmm. No, it takes a process. It takes a process of you always growing and wanting to do more things. I've had older people tell me before, you know, even though they've done specific things this way for so long, it's like, well, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, I'm going to start doing it like that because it may be something a little bit more simpler. Not saying that that way, but see, we're always advancing the kingdom of God. So he wants people to understand and listen, there's going to people be people always probably not going to like you. But stick to what you've always known and stick to what I've always called you to do. Mm-hmm. And when you hear, when you know of people, I've heard people say this before, and I believe it's true. If somebody does not supposedly just hate you or not like what you're saying, more than likely we're not doing something right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I troubled with this for years. Back probably 10, 12 years ago, I really did trouble with trying to make every everybody happy. Yeah. I did. And, I mean, it just got to the point where... You know, it'll drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got to a place of where <laughs> I got to a place of somebody kept telling me and people kept pouring into my life, said, listen. And I just got to a place where it's like, yep, you're right. You're yeah. not going, I'm not going to. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. So I think that we've got to stop trying to make everybody happy. That's it, man. But continue to love everybody. Amen. And loving looks so different in so many different areas. Like, and they'll yeah. notice that too. Yeah. And, and people uh, will notice that. Um, that's, that's good stuff. I, I really do. I love it. I love it. Um, and, um, we finished John 15. So we're, now we're going to go John 16 and then we'll be in John 17, which is a high priestly prayer. Then we get into the crucifixion. Um, so we're flying right along. We still like a little bit in John, but we're, we're, we're getting, getting there. Let's we'll see. It. Yeah. We, uh, five chapters, six chapters, six yeah. chapters. Okay. Um, I agree. I love John 15. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's my favorite favorite chapter in the Bible. It really it's is. It's so rich. So. I think John well, 14 was can, probably my favorite. Can I go ahead and say one thing? What's of course, that? everybody that, you know, at Madrid or people that hear me preach hear me say this quite a bit. You know, but the verse of Scripture says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Mm-hmm. I remember as a child, you know, when we would have breaks here, here at, um, so when we would have breaks here at the at the school. We would have teams, and we'd have basketball. about all we had around here, of course. And we would play. I remember there would be captains. We would shoot for captains or whatever. And oftentimes, whoever was the captain, you know, you try to pick the best player, right? And so, more or less, even toward the end, if you the last player picked was still part of the team. So when Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, it's something about... When somebody chooses you to be on their team, whether I remember being the last person picked, but still yet, I was on a team. Still yet, I was on the team that had the best players, to be honest with you. And therefore, because I was on that team, I was able to win. Yeah, Maybe not really <laughs> necessarily what I put out there, <laughs> but I was able to win because, hey, listen, I was on that team. You're on the winning me. team. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So he, you know, we have not, but he has chosen us in 
and ordained us and predestined us to do great things. Yeah. But we got to be uh, be there. We got to be there yep. to the point of uh, of where we are the one that can chosen. Because, yep. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of boys at the time, they didn't play ball or nothing. But, I mean, even some of them that uh, didn't play on the team, they still played during break. And to be chosen to be on a team, it meant something. It meant something to me. I don't know if it did anybody else, but it just did. Then as I got older, I began to be one of the ones that may be a little bit better or whatever than I was at one time. Hopefully, so we're growing. You was moving up from <laughs> so the last pick. I moved up from the last one to the second to the last one. <laughs> That's so good. Advancement. Advancement, uh, advancement in the kingdom. Hey, everybody talks about big advancements. Hey, I just went to middle ones. That's yeah. all I need. <laughs> yeah, I really... I remember when I was young, I always wanted to be captain. So I always wanted yeah. to pick the best team. Yeah. And now that I'm old and my heart's a little different, hopefully, um, <laughs> they always like, they always want the old people to be captains. And I'm like, I don't want to be a captain because I'm going to have to pick somebody that's, I, I don't ever want to pick a last person. So it's like, you just be captain. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> pick me last now because I'm the oldest and I need a substitute every five trips down the floor. Well, see, here's what I think one of the very last times, it's been over a year or so ago, but I come over here, I don't know what I was thinking, but I come over here to play ball with them one night or whatever. Somebody asked me to play ball and they said, Harry, you're going to be captain. I said, I don't even know who I was good and who I ain't playing. You know, I hadn't played in forever. And I was like, you don't want me to be a captain. They said, yeah, you're the old one. So you're going to be captain. I said, well, thanks a lot. So <laughs> I hear I did be trying to pick teams or whatever, me not even really knowing how good somebody was. So you pick somebody and everybody, look, he's picking him. Why is he picking him for it? Uh, I didn't know. I just thought. So. Well, I am going to tie something into this. That's because good. Because awesome. throughout this conversation, I've been, the, the Lord's been speaking to me a lot about, like, time, our time, and being wow. available for him. Because, and we talked about this at Young Adult Group, is like a lot of times we get like nervous before we do something for the Lord that he's like leading us to do. But that anxiety or that like nervousness, it comes from thinking in our own strength and relying on our own strength. Because ultimately, like if we're just obedient and we show up. Just like you said, even if we're the worst player on the team, we're still going to win. He's still going to speak through (laughs) us and and guide us through it. Like his will is going to be accomplished through our obedience. Even if we're not like good at speaking or good at doing whatever he's calling us to do, because he's going to, the Holy Spirit's going to be there with us. And it just reminded me of that. Like, but if we never show up, that's it. Like, what if you never showed up? to the scrimmage or the game like yep. then you wouldn't have been like even though you were chosen to be picked like they would have had to get get somebody else if you wouldn't have showed up and i think that showing up and just being available for the lord to use us is so important especially right now because yeah. there's so many other things like pulling for our attention like i'm sure you could be doing a lot of, you could have been doing a lot of other things other than playing basketball right. <laughs> i mean right. you could have been a lot of other places but and we could be a lot of other places, but there's something about, like, we we choose, he he chose us before we choose him. But there's That's something right. about showing up and being available for him. That's it. You got to be there for him to get, pick you. Yeah. I mean, because uh, we often say, well, you don't have to come to church. The thing about it is, if you're inviting people to the presence of God, you're inviting them to a place where you know people has prayed for it, where they're going to hear the word, they're going to hear worship they're going to hear things that's why you create a it's not really about a creating an atmosphere it's just like the presence of the lord being the atmosphere it's going to be there when people come 
Yeah. I mean, that's and even at good. home, like we talked about also last night, like our personal time with the Lord. It's it. Like so many other things try to stop us from, the, the enemy tries to stop us from, and our flesh tries to yeah. stop us from spending that time with the Lord. But, and even if it, even if it's hard when you first start getting into your word, reading your word, or it, maybe it feels awkward when you first start praying, it's okay. Because if we just do it and, and we just make ourselves available, the Lord will show up. Yeah. Like his, if we believe his word to be true, if we seek him, we will find him. That's so it. all we have to do is just set aside some time to spend with him and then he will do the rest. All we have to do is just show up yep. in our prayer closet in our word, reading our word, listening right. to an audio word. I don't know, whatever yeah. it is, but I think he, we just have to give him our time. Yep. That's right. Amen. So the moral of this teaching is that even if you're awful at life, <laughs> as, long as, on, as long as you're on God's team, I knew you'd be able to tie it together, brother. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's that I was thinking about that, man, that's the worst one or whatever. I was like, this is, no, but what we're trying to also say, brother, or I am, is saying, listen, there's no big eyes and little U's in the family of God, right? Yeah, there that's ain't. true. So, yeah. I mean, you know, that's yeah. kind of what I say. Oh, it's so funny. So, I'm just kidding. So, no, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm just... I'm just glad I figured out why I was always chose last as a kid now. I didn't know that until this morning. <laughs> well, I tell people a lot of times growing up, I said, you either choose them because they're good or you choose them because they're your best friend. Yep. Okay? Yeah. I remember actually, to be honest with you, I know we got a couple minutes. I was uh, teaching um, the kids at chapel one, one, uh, one Wednesday last year. And I'd done this little thing, and I asked uh, one of the better ones I knew, the players that were good, I asked them to be a captain, and I looked over to the elementary school and asked the girl to be a captain. To be honest with you, the boy wanted to pick the best players. But the younger girl, I forgot exactly which one it was, they picked their best friend. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because they were good, they just wanted to be on the team with their best friend. Yep. So it showed me something. Even though I was teaching them, it showed me something. I mean, because we have our families. We have our friends that we love to see come to the Lord. So a lot of times in our mindset, we're looking, well, who can be the best asset? But then other people are thinking, no, I've put time. I've put prayer. I've put all this into them. I want this one, mm-hmm. you know. Not the one that's necessarily going to get that knows a whole lot about the word or really is, you know, got good comprehension stuff. But I want the one that I've invested time and prayer in to be a part of my team. So that kind of showed me when that little girl picked her best friend. Then what happened was she picked an older one and uh, that was kind of good at basketball. (laughs) And she was going to pick another one. He said, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. said, let's pick this other one. You got your best friend. This other one's a little bit better. Let's pick them because we want yeah. our team to be good. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, we're going to read our first trivia question again, get another opportunity out there. Um, we come back from the break before we get into Josh's manna on Monday, on Tuesday. Um, we're going to get that, and then we're going to probably cover another Bible question or two. Um, but there's a story that I want to talk about this morning because I don't know if y'all have caught this or not. I didn't, I just caught it this morning when I was on Christian Post because, again, I don't read a lot of news anymore but i do try to visit christian post once or twice a day just to see uh, and see what's going on and maybe a news station or two just to make sure i'm you know 
going to be here tomorrow or something. Yeah. See what's on the news. But it's, um, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but the number one Christian artist on iTunes right now is a drag queen. Wow. Um, she's called Flamey Grant, and she wrote, she is actually the top performing Christian artist on iTunes. Man. I did not know that. And so we're going to talk about yep. this. Did What's you just going say on? Flamey Grant? Flaming Grant, her hero, his hero was Amy Grant growing up. And um, it's... Wow. We're going to talk about this for a second. because I, for it. I'm not talking about just to attack the guy. I'm talking about it because this is where we're at as the church. Yes. And people's not believing yep. us when we say this stuff. Like, it's it's here and the church is accepting it. No, we're not. Well, in the Bible Belt, we may be a little bit more conservative. Yeah. But the church as a whole in America is accepting stuff like this. Yeah. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that. You can see the story if you want a heads up on ChristianPost.com. And wow. um, we're going to be right back. Oh, let me read that question. What did Jesus do that helped the deaf man with a speech impediment? What did Jesus do that helped, sorry, that healed the deaf man with a speech impediment? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Morning to Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, welcome back in this morning. We have an answer for our trivia question. It is Brother Phil got that right. Brother Phil Snyder got that correct. What did Jesus do that healed the deaf man with a speech impediment? Put his fingers and ears spit and touched his tongue. Mark 7.33. So great job, Brother Phil. Got your name in for this drawing, which will happen this Friday. Here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. We've been having a great morning talking about a lot of great things. But we told everybody that we're going to talk about this story. Um, of course, you can find it on ChristianPost.com. Um, but it's about a guy who dresses up as a woman named Flamey Grant. And he has become the first drag performer to top Christian music charts on iTunes. Um, and so we are... People can say what they want. People can do what they want, but like they can say, we're not really accepting it. We're not. We're making a stand, but it's infiltrated the church. Now, I think from the article, I do see where he put on his social media following. You know, everybody come down this song so we can do it. But I would honestly say there was a lot of Christians who did it, regardless. You know, I think I think we're there, and I think at some point in time we're either going to make a stand or we're going to not. Like yeah. what I don't think. People can't straddle this side of the fence anymore. It's either we stand for truth, um, we love we love the person, but we do not tolerate the sin, and we cannot keep on going about ignoring that it's not taking root, and we're not becoming more acceptable and susceptible to things. Um, because, like we was talking about earlier, and I'm not getting on my soapbox again, but this is the kind of stuff that when we babysit people and never demand that you know, like we got to grow sometimes. Like we got to grow up sometimes in our life. And, um, and so I, I don't know, I'm just, I read it and honestly, my heart just was troubled and yep. it sank in my chest. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't, I mean, this is, 
we're having drag queens come into churches and teach children's church classes in certain denominations. We've seen it. Like we, we've seen the pictures. Yeah. I've seen the pictures of drag queens sitting there holding books, teaching children's church. Um, we see it now where a drag queen is top of the Christian charts on iTunes. Um, now everybody don't go and say, well, it's iTunes. They're like, iTunes is just doing the statistic. That's all they're doing. Um, but I don't know. I, Sooner or later, we're, we're going to have to make a stand because our children are under attack. Yeah. And this is the kind of stuff that attacks our children, attacks our our young adults. Um, and the church has to, the world needs to see the church taking a stand against this stuff. And instead, they see the church accepting it. Well, they one of the reasons you said a while ago was um, Christians accepting it. Well, I believe a lot of it too, Brother Aaron, is professing Christians. Maybe their life don't show it. And, I mean, me as well, I often <clears throat> preach and teach about how if we don't do the things that we've said we're going to do, therefore we putting a front out in front of the world that accepts either not doing something or these things and thinks it's right or these because as a whole, this is what the world thinks Christians are doing. And therefore, we that are seasoned and we that know that we shouldn't, yeah, we're not going to, or we better not be. But those that are just now growing up and grows up with it being accepted think, well, I guess it's okay for me to do that. That's yeah. why it's important for you know yourself, Brother Aaron, and also many of us that are profess and teach the true word of God to continue to do that. So it does stay in a place of where people can hear absolute truth. Yeah, I'm just going to read some of these first few chapters of this article. Yeah. Um, now, Hannah, how how do you pronounce the Sean, the guy who does the um, Let Us Worship tour? He did the movie and stuff like that. Super spreader. You know what I'm talking about? I think Fute, maybe. I don't know. Fute, Fitch, F Sean, Shawnee Boy. We'll call him Shawnee Boy. <laughs> um, for the first time ever, a man who performs in makeup and women's clothing has hit number one on the Christian mu music charts, a feat in part due to criticism from worship artist Sean Fute. Um, or Fetch. or I think Fute is easier. Okay, Fute. There you go. I'll go with that, Hannah. So if I'm <laughs> wrong, it's your fault. Um, all right, now I'm going to read just four chapters. So There's a lot That's more right. to the article, so maybe go read it. Matthew Blake, who wears makeup and women's clothing, performs under the name Flamey Grant, released the album Bible Belt Baby last year, but recently hit the top spot on the iTunes Christian and Gospel charts, along with the album's lead singer, single, Good Day. Following the album's unlikely success, Fute, um, best known for his Let Us Worship tour during the COVID-19 lockdowns, criticized Derek Webb, former singer for CS CCM band, Cademan's Call. You ever remember them? Yeah, I remember Cademan's All right, Call. so he collaborated with Blake on Good Day and shared a photo of Blake Webb and Tiffany Arbuckle Lee, singer for Plum, a former award-winning CCM band. Um, if you tweeted, if you're wondering the end go of deconstruction movement in the church, then look no farther than former worship leader at Derek Webb's new collab with Drag Queen. These are truly the last days. Um, now, in his in response to few texts, Blake Clemens, Blake commented, Ingo, baby, we're just getting started and called on his Instagram followers to prove Fute wrong. So it's not like this guy even said, yeah, you're right, or I shouldn't have done this. He said, we're just getting started. And this is wow. a former member. Now, I can't confirm if, you know, if the Plum singers involved or whatsoever, but 
I just know there was a picture of them. That's all that feud said. But um, this whole deconstruction ideology and stuff like that, basically, if you don't, if you never heard the terminology, the vocabulary deconstruction, it's basically where people's turning out, tearing down the faith to build it back up. So we've got to deconstruct everything we thought we knew about Christianity so that we can put it the way we want it. Wow. And um, it couldn't be more dangerous, but that's the most prevalent ideology right now among younger people, especially, is that, well, Paul wasn't, uh, Paul didn't really have the knowledge and the understanding that we have, so he didn't really write the scripture in totality. So when he wrote on cultural relevant issues, he didn't write it from the perspective that we are now evolved to. He wasn't evolved enough. And I've heard all these things. I've heard people say, well, the only words you can read is the red letters, and you couldn't read any other scripture because that don't really have any weight to it. And I'm like, well, no, Timothy tells me that all scripture is inspired. All yep. scripture is God-breathed. Amen. Um, so if you hear people start talking about deconstructing the faith, I would run. Yeah. Now, if you ask me, do I need to? Do we need to tear down certain things that we have created? Yes, but the problem with deconstruction is they want to go all the way back to the New Testament church. My goal is to say, let's be as much like the New Testament church as we can in ecclesiology, which basically means just the style of church. And um, I don't think wherever I don't know about you all, but I'm not going to dress like they dressed in the first century, and I probably won't even eat like they did. And our church buildings won't look like their church services looked like. That's not what we're after. What we're right. after is the way they did it, the heart behind it, the, their, heart. their, their yep. devotion, their commitment, their tenacity, their holiness, their resolve, their uh, pursuit of Jesus, and to see him magnified and become witnesses in all the earth. That's what I'm after. Yeah. But deconstruction basically says we need to tear down everything we thought we knew about Christianity and then rebuild it. And in the rebuilding, now we can say that Jesus accepts the LGBTQ movement as solid now i'm not going to pick on them because i think we have a bigger problem than the lgbtq movement i think we have a sexual immorality problem and i'm just going to be i'm going to be as hard on cohabitation and fornication than i am ever just the lgbtq yeah. movement yes. i'm against both because i think both are sin and it's yeah. time for the church to stop talking about one thing without the other mm-hmm. because while we're talking about this and i'm going to talk about this because this is wrong this is sin i'm also going to talk about the fact that we have a lot of church that's living together and sleep yes. and, and that fornicating that way before. Just as, well. just as much. It doesn't yep. matter if it's homosexual sin or heterosexual sin. Sin is sin, and the church has to attack and stand against both. Not attack the people. We attack the that's sin. That's right. And we attack the spirit behind it. But for so long, we have babysitted and candy caned everything to such an extent. We don't want to make anybody mad. We don't want to be this. We don't want to be cancel culture. We don't want to this. And sooner or later, we're going to have to put our big boy pants on and stand up for something and stand on something or we stand for nothing. That's right. And we will come crashing down with everything else. I had a self-proclaimed Christian um, tell me that it was worse for two men or two women to live together than a man and a woman before marriage. It was worse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a worse sin. Wow. Okay. So I would say they probably, I would say it's they would go with the way it's an abomination. Um, but here's where I think that it would break down is sin is sin. Mm-hmm. And that I think that to them the sin is worse. And I think what we try to do, and this is, this is what I've found a lot, um, I think what we try to do is I think we try to take our interpretation of sin and place it on God. Yep. 
And so we say God should see sin like we see it. So sin is sin. And that's just the bottom line. Sin separates us from God. And, and is there, is there hierarchies of sin? I think certain sins will have different degrees of punishment in hell. Yes, I do. And, but at the end of the day, I think what we do when we, we preach just that is we give permission to people say, well, you can do that sin, but not that sin. Or this sin will get you more punished than that sin. Sin is sin. And at the end of the day, sin separates us from God and all yes. sin has to be dealt with. And so trying to, instead of trying to build a hierarchy of sin, I would just rather let's just tackle sin and say, I hate sin. Because all of those sins are going to bring consequences on in this life. A hundred percent. All sin. It's going to separate us from God. It's going to separate us from people. It's going to cause consequences. That's it. Amen. Um, I want to read a. I'm going to read a verse. Um, yeah. hold on a second. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I do. I don't know about you all, but I do feel like um, <clears throat> the cohabitation has <clears throat> not been attacked as much as LGBTQ, at least recently. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm. I I totally agree with it. And yep. I mean, um, we're just making all kind of friends this morning, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> I mean, because to be honest with you, that's where people's mindset is anymore. Well, we got to do it like this to make sure we want to be together before we um, stay together the rest of our life. Then I've been amongst some people that says, no, nah, we ain't ever going to marry just because don't want to make that commitment. Yeah. Yeah, we've been together for, I, I've heard this before, been together for 15, 20 years, but yeah. never, never married. I said, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. And we're not here, like I know all three of our hearts. We're not here to condemn. We're not here to like shame on you, guilty. What we're trying to do is trying to get the church to repent. Because Amen. if we look no different than the world, we'll have no distinction. That's it. And we'll have no witness. That's it. And we'll, um, I mean, I, when I started um, ministering, and then here several years ago, people asked me if I would uh, be the minister at their wedding. <clears throat> I would ask people, I said, you know, uh, so you're living together? I mean, I'll just be honest with you. And I said, well, you're living in sin. I said, but I said, whether your heart's right or not about asking the Lord to forgive you for it, that's between you and him, him convicting you. I said, but as far as his eyes goes, you're making it right by getting married, and, I, and I'm thankful for that. But that don't take away the fact of you living in sin before that happens. And so that's just, you know, kind of, and I know some ministers are like, well, I'm not even going to perform a wedding like that. I'm not, and and that's fine. And I'll be honest with you, I said that at first too. But I think that I have performed, um, been the minister. I know, well, to be honest with you, I'm coming up on one now that I believe that they're, you know, they're they're living in the same home. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's just, and me and another guy was talking about this here not too long ago. He said, people would say, well, we're not doing nothing. I mean, come on, give me a right. Appearance, Appearance of, evil. of evil. That's yeah. exactly what we went to. It's not about if you are on, say that's between me and the Lord, but still yet in the Bible it says, abstain from all appearances of evil. Yep. And, and not to put a there. stumbling block for, uh, I mean, <clears throat> A lack of boundaries is putting a stumbling block, not only for yourself, but for yep. the other person, mm-hmm. too. I, to, let's, I want to read this. First John, yep. first John chapter 1. I'm yep. going to read from the ESV, verse 5. This mm-hmm. is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, 
that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But, you know, I, I look at verse 6. If we say have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. I mean, these kind of scriptures hit home with me hard. Um, now, we could teach on that in a lot of areas, and I think what he's saying is not if you ever sin or if you ever do that, because he goes on and down down there and says, if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father, if you sin. you know. So it's not that if we, it's if we continue in sin. It, we, how can we say we walk in fellowship with God and then walk and continue sin that's unrepented for yep. and not changing. And again, I'm not perfect. Uh, I don't think Josh is perfect. No. I could, you correct no. me. You can no, correct me. I'm not, I'm not either. Hannah's I'm not, not perfect. Uh, we're not perfect. We're not saying we're perfect, and you all should follow us. I'm saying we should all follow Christ. Yeah, He's our standard. And so I'm not trying to get you to look like Hannah. I'm trying to get you to look like Christ. And and that's why it's just so important to say if we if we say we have fellowship with him, we have to break communion with the fellowship of darkness. Yeah. And the enemy wants us to get caught up in our past. Like, we all have a past. We all have sinned that, I mean, hopefully, everyone, like, I would say we've all repented for, <laughs> for yeah, our previous sin. Amen. Um, today's a have. new day. Today's a new day in the Lord. His mercies are new every morning. And our previous sin is in the past. And so the enemy wants us, wants to, us to, like, keep records of rights and wrong with people to mm-hmm. try I've heard that so much like justification well well you've done this I mean I'll just be honest I have thrown up my parents previous sin to try well, like on. growing up I did I would bring up my parents previous sin to say well you did this at this age so and I'm yeah. just being honest I've no. I've said that before and I know a lot of people have too but the thing is we can't bring up other people's past because if you're walking with Jesus you're you should be new every day yeah. you should be a new creation and and a new person really every day because we're growing and being conformed into the image of the sun. So I think it's important not to get caught up in the past, but to realize that today is a new day. And and we, by the power of it, only by his power, we can turn a new leaf. We can walk in freedom from all of these things. Yeah. Even though I've done it, it don't make it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, sometimes in, uh, we talk about sin and things while ago. Oftentimes, if you can think about it for a minute, the world is better at calling out a church, a person's sin than sometimes we are. Mm-hmm. Because they'll say, you know, you'll ask people, hey, won't you come to church? Hey, you know the Lord. Well, why do I want to do that for? What do you mean why you want to do that for? Well, these people over here say they're Christian. They say they go to church, and they do all these things all the time. And they call out the sin and see sin sometimes better than we do. Because why? Because sometimes we, I say we, I love to involve we because it's a body thing. It's a remnant thing. It's a people thing. It's the people of God. So even though I may not be doing some of these things, but still yet we are a body. We are a family. If anything has been taught into me over my life, it's, hey, family is family. Mm -hmm. And see, you stick together. He's coming after a church. He's coming after one church. And therefore, you know, we must understand that that's the mindset of a lot of people is, hey, why do I want to do that? They're doing this over here. 
So what are you saying? I'm saying I know it's wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. Even though I'm in the wrong, somebody will say, even though I know I'm not living right, but here they are trying to live right, and I know they're not living right. And therefore, that's the mindset of the church, just like this. And one um, artist hit, hit number one on iTunes. That's even though we know that's wrong, we know they'll be accountable for that. They'll have to answer for that if it's not forgiven under the blood. But still yet, it's a reproach upon the church. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why we have people in place. I believe the Lord has people in place making sure that the remnant and the body stays together in a way that will advance his kingdom. Not everybody else's kingdom, but his kingdom advances. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And we're not sitting here. I mean, our our intention this morning is not to bash or to pick on anybody. Our intention is to build the body of Christ. Um, because again, here's the bottom line is that people, and I say this all the time, like, and people probably get sick of me hearing this, but I can't help it. People are hurting. People are broken. People we pass by every day are hopeless. They're bound. They're addicted. Yeah. They're strong code. They're dealing with things. And the church can't heal a head code, no less drive out a spirit. Wow. And it's most of the time, I'm going to be honest with you, we don't have enough spirit juice to fill a coffee cup. Yeah. But yet we want to change the world. Yeah. As Jesus revolution, I'm stealing that from Come you. On. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to pick on us. I'm saying we've yeah. got to have more of him. Yeah. Like we've got to be baptized in his fire. We got to be baptized in his holiness. And, you know, I've lived this life. I've been in these shoes. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you where you're trying to, you're trying to rebuke something that's still in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so how can you drive out something that your heart is still connected to. Wow. And I mean, it's the, the church is either going to be the church or we're going to be babysitters. Yeah. We just have to make that decision because for me, as for me in my house, I'm getting tired of walking past broken people and leaving them broken. Wow. I'm getting past a walk. I'm getting tired of walking past people that's bound and addicted and strong code and leaving them in the same place. I left walk past them. I mean, it's just, I'm sick of it. Like, right. I'm talking about me personally. Yep. I want to be a person. And it's, look, I, I hear a preacher, and it preaches well. Like, it preaches hot. It preaches good. Everybody shouts from the chandeliers. You know, I want to be a person that when their foot hits the ground, the hell shakes. I said it. I've done it. Like, I still want to be that person. Yeah. But more than just being somebody like that, I want to be a person that walks in the street like Peter, and there's something so in me that it gets off of me and onto the people around me. Amen. And... We have just we've hit out in our four walls for so long and pushed each other in the floor for so long and not done anything for the community, not done anything for the broken ones around us. And while we've been sitting there having, quote, unquote, church and good church, everybody around us is suffering because the church has hit out in its four walls. But yet we are called to be a city set on a hill that shall not be hidden, the salt of the earth. We're to call we're called to push each other in the floor, but then we're called to go up and get up out of the ground and go do something. Yeah. <laughs> go do something. Yeah. If you want to push each other in the floor, you push each other in the floor. I don't care. I'll <laughs> don't push me in the floor. If I fall, I want to be real. If everybody had the determination of brother Aaron, man, it'd be so great. But I mean, goodness gracious. If <laughs> no, you're right. You're if, right. You, if you get pushed in the ground, get up and go do something with it. Like, yeah, I mean, we have had so much good church. How much more good church do we need before we go do something with it? Yeah. That's yeah. just me. That's just me. That's if God's a, pouring out his spirit and we're just hoarding it up, what good is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's pouring out his spirit yeah. and giving us all these tools and blessing us and then we're just keeping it in church and just 
sitting in it and yeah. not doing anything with it. He's going to pour it out on somebody else That's that right. will actually go share it. Yeah. It's almost like you with people even, who need if it. you ain't going to share it, it ain't even pretty much real probably. Yeah. Because if we ain't going to share it, because anything that's real, you're going to share it. You're going to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. So, yeah. Man. Let it soak. How much more good church do we need before we go do something with it? Come on. My goodness. All right. Tuesday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Lane Surveying. Who pelted King David with stones? I question who's pelting the devil in the head. Amen. All right. <laughs> who Aaron, pelt- answer. Write my name down. <laughs> <laughs> who pelted King David with, with stones while telling him what a violent king he was? Who pelted King David with stones while telling him what a violent king he was? We're going to be right back here on the break, after the break, on Mornings of Box 2 Radio, on the Box 2 Radio Network. Amen. We're back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Thank you so much for joining in with us today. Got a few minutes left on the broadcast this morning, about 25 minutes left. Um, We'll continue forth in some Bible discussion and Bible Q&A. But, man, that um, Holy Spirit's dealing with my heart in here on how much good church do we need till we do something with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I love church. I'm never going to stop going. I think we need the church. That's right. But man, you can only push each other in the floor so many times till we get up and do something with it. I mean it. I mean, yeah. it's just. I believe there is a people, there is a group, whether it be a small group or whatever, brother. And there is people just like yourself and many within the body of Christ that is doing something about it. Yeah. But we're trying to encourage. They're rising up. Hey, we're, but we're trying to encourage everybody. Yep. Everybody. Not, wow. just, not just pastors, not just worship leaders, not just those, but everybody to come to that place. And you know why? Doesn't matter if you're picked first or last. That's you're right. Still on God's you're still team. Picked. You still picked. That's it. And a lot of people will have that mindset of I'm picked last, but I've got the mindset of I'm still picked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Yeah. You know. Sometimes we don't have that mindset, but I, I want to have the mindset of I'm still picked, mm-hmm. and He's chosen me. He's chosen you, Hannah. Yeah. That's awesome. It is. <laughs> it's something to be joyful about. That's it for sure. And something I really like. I listen to it. I think I've shared this before, but um, an evangelist guy who kind of does like street evangelism. um, And he was talking about how, you know, he felt like he was trying to witness and something, the enemy sent a distraction. It was an obvious distraction because a person came up and started like just being so loud and trying to like overtake what he was saying while he was trying to witness to some Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, And the person kept like, basically rebuking everything he was saying that was straight truth from scripture. Like he would say a scripture and then the, the random person on the street would be like, that's not true. That's not true. That's a lie. And it was like, obviously an attack from the enemy. It was yeah. spiritual warfare. Cause that was just, when does that happen? That's not normal right. for that to happen. Um, but anyways, he was talking about how he, it discouraged him cause he felt like he wasn't able to, to get his message across. Like, the Lord wanted him to because he was having to battle that person and ask him, please, can you give me a moment to say what I need to say? And then you can, you know, join in the conversation. And he was respectful to him. But after he got home, he just, he was praying with the Lord. And I just love that the Lord reminded him that the Lord uses everything. 
the Lord doesn't waste any opportunity. And so even him going through that situation, he was able to share on social media what he went through yeah. and, and help another Christian. And he also, the Lord planted a seed in those Jehovah's Witnesses. So his him evangelizing and witnessing, it still, it still mattered. And it right. still did something, even yeah. though he might not have been able to get his whole message across because of that situation. But yeah. I just love that, that the Lord wastes nothing. That's right. He doesn't waste anything, any witnessing that we do, any conversation we have, any um, act of kindness that we feel led to do. He uses every single thing. Yep. That's awesome. For his sure glory. Does. Amen. All for the glory of God. We hey. need to hear your your manna. Huh? Yep. That's what I was going to say. All right. We going for it. I need some leftover manna. <laughs> Here we go. Don't you be looking at pictures of previous bacon, though, okay? Look, I'm... Hannah wasn't here last week to hear that, but anyway, what happened was he was on my Facebook reading it with me, and the whole time he wasn't worried about my man. He was worried about the picture my wife put on there. <laughs> the food looks so the good. bacon. <laughs> He said, man, I love you, man, but boy, that bacon. All right, all right, so hold on. Bacon. Before you go to your no, man, no, no, no. Go, to jo- go to Josh's Facebook. <laughs> go look at Josh's Facebook. Hey, she probably like me ain't got no signal like I do. I, I can't get nothing to pop up in here, brother. I don't brother. know. I, I, I kind of feel convicted looking at the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody go to Josh's well, Facebook right now. Oh, my goodness. And look at that picture of before manna. I look. hope she accidentally took that off. No, nope, no. Nope. No, it's still on there. Hey, he's going to show it to you through the window, Hannah. Look. Do you see it on yours? Oh, wow. Yeah. It looks great. No, I don't. See. Oh, yeah. Now I see it. That. Man. She even, like, did the ketchup fancy on the Yeah. Well, now, that, I, I now, probably my, my wife does that. Now, I don't do the ketchup stuff, but my wife does the ketchup I don't know if I can do the tomato, but Miss Rachel, next time y'all have that for dinner, you know where I live. I mean, just give me a call. I'm only, I'm only a short way down the road. And I guarantee you, you'll sacrifice and just come on down. And look, I can just I can just tell him I got to run to Josh's house all, real fast. I don't have to, I don't have to take anybody. I don't just, I just go run to Josh's house real fast. Got to pick something up. That's not a lie. That's not deception. So then I got y'all hungry for food. I'm going to try to get y'all hungry for the word now, all right? <laughs> all right, man, on Monday here this Tuesday morning, 1 Corinthians one twenty nine, that no flesh should glory in his presence. In everything we do, we must understand that without him we can do nothing. When the Lord empowers us with the Holy Ghost, we know he gives us power to overcome and conquer whatever we may face. I'm reminded when I read this scripture about Gideon and his army in Judges 7, when God told him he had too many and to make sure he, God wanted to make sure that God gets the glory. In all we do, we must have the motivation to please him. One thing my pastor had been teaching us since November is that we must continue to die to our flesh. He must increase, I must decrease. In order for me to do that, I must understand that my flesh cannot glory in his presence, and neither can yours. I believe that there are too many people that want to move of God in our communities that will pour out into our country, but we want that move without us having to be a part of it. So do you ever think to yourself that I'm not really feeling God's presence like I used to? But are you down to the flesh like you used to? I want the Lord to move in me so I'm just not one of those in the mix. But I'm one of those that's being stirred. I'm afraid that there's too many of us who want to be in the mix. But none of us really want to be stirred. Be strong. Stay strong. We strong. I don't know why, but the past three weeks, that last little bit there, Brother Aaron, has been on my heart about 
uh, people that we always say about the stirring. We want to be stirred. We want to be stirred. But I'm afraid too many of us, like I said, the stirring actually, you know, I I say this oftentimes, and I don't know if several people have heard this, but I remember as a kid going to my granny's and making Kool-Aid during the day. And I would stir that, and I'd add sugar or whatever. Then I would take the spoon. I'd say that during COVID, you know, take the spoon and taste the Kool-Aid and think, no, that ain't right. Put a little bit more sugar and use that same spoon now. Y'all don't tell nobody, all right? And to keep stirring the Kool-Aid. And until I get it just right, and I remember saying, oh, that's perfect. You see, so oftentimes the one, the stirred one, is the one that causes the movement. But see, too many people are just satisfied with just being in the mix because they're part of it. Hey, I'm thankful you're part of it. But I'm afraid too many people is just part of the mix. But they're not actually the one doing the stirring or being stirred. They're just involved in church, involved in this. They're just going through the motions. But see, I want to be the one of the ones that is stirred up in a place that will cause other people to be stirred as well. That's good. So, anyway. Yeah, because we should be doing what our Father does, and He stirs us, the Holy Spirit stirring us, so we should be stirring other Amen. people. Amen. So, I mean, it's just... Um, I mean, when I hear other men of God and when I hear podcasts, when I hear sermons, when I hear these things, Brother Aaron, sometimes I go back and listen to your, uh, listen to the uh, sermons on your, on Bethel and things. I mean, it just, it really does. I mean, the word connects, the word connects and how people brings out some of the same scripture you've heard all your life, but brings it out in a way that Pastor Aaron does or other people does it's just more enlightening and a stronger a stronger desire for me to know more about jesus i mean it really yeah. does yeah so stir be stirred do the stirring <laughs> but i'm and thankful never for those. drink josh's kool-aid <laughs> yeah, because right. i don't make kool-aid no more <laughs> so if no i bring more. the kool-aid y'all know hey don't drink that right i don't care i don't, I'll drink I don't know if we should talk about kool-aid <laughs> <laughs> We try to stay away from that word here. I uh, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. All right. Um, oh man. Well, uh, you know, I I love it. Uh, can I love the joy of the Lord? Um, see, two hours we went from um, soap boxes to John fifteen to studying the Word <laughs> to, to to talking about drag queen hitting the thing and talking about all the seriousness of sin and the weight of sin. Then to bacon and how beautiful that breakfast looked. Um, gosh, that makes me hungry. Every time I see that picture, I just want to go eat breakfast. Man, oh man. Okay, I'm, I wasn't even hungry you before that even picture. I haven't seen that picture since last Tuesday. No, but I just seen it again, though. Oh, okay. All okay, right. the only thing that that uh, pushed, pushed me away was the tomato in the middle. Oh, well, I don't like tomatoes. Man, yeah. oh man. But I love a ripe garden tomato with salt on it, mix it in the gravy and everything, man. It's awesome. But all I'd have to do is just throw that out and the rest of it is yeah, on point. Right. You throw out what you don't want. Then. That's right. <laughs> this is a buffet. Yeah. That's about we're talking about food now. We ain't talking about the word of God. No, no, no. Word of God is not a buffet. <laughs> well, before we continue on the stirring, can I can I talk about one thing that's really near and dear to my heart? You can. I'm very thankful that restaurants have got enough like smartness about them to extend breakfast hours yeah you can go to like Dairy queen now and you can eat breakfast till 11 yeah and then on weekends a lot of places you can eat till like 12 i love them <laughs> all right why because it takes you a while to get out sometimes sometimes well i mean 
Yeah, I like, will say McDonald's frustrates me that they stop at ten. Um, yeah, it's just Dairy Queen is. And why can't MVP. breakfast be served all day? Like, why cannot? Why can restaurants not serve it all day long? McDonald's used to, and then COVID after COVID. I just don't understand. Yeah. Go but, to Cracker Barrel. I mean, like, you know what that makes me? Stirred. Stirred. So I'm going to stir other people up. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stirred to get up earlier and get going? No, I'm just going to stir other day. people up to say, let's 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 petition every restaurant to say all all restaurants should have breakfast all day long. Oh, man. Oh, I'm stirred. I hear you. And because I'm stirred. I'm stirred to pot this morning. And I'm now. going to be I stirring. Have, I tell you. All right, but no, it is. I think you, I think it's a right it's a right word because you're talking about, you know, um, I say it a lot that how can you turn a world upside down if your world's never been turned upside down? How yeah, do we know good. to stir if we've never been stirred? And you know, one of the things too is when you're ministering to people who are born again, or you're ministering to people like um, I ran into a person the other day and I went up to him and just talked to him about the weather for a minute. Like it was hot, so I figured that's a good yeah. avenue. So I talked about the heat. And then I went into kind of like, you know, how can we pray for you? Like, you know, I just went right into it. Went right yeah. from the heat to the prayer. So I was yeah. like, fire to fire, baby, let's go. Um, and then, like, the Lord just opened up an avenue. And, you know, I got, he's a believer. He's worked with children, worked with teenagers, stuff like that. And and so in that moment, I'm not, like, trying to lead the guy to Christ. He knows Christ. Right. What I'm doing then is allowing each other to stir, to stir, stir each That's other, it. build each other grow affection um and and so we have to take those moments because iron sharpens iron and and so i think that in those moments like we can take that opportunity to encourage one another stir each one of them up um actually i think a hannah was it paul that said stir up those giftings that are within you i think i think it was to timothy i think he said it to timothy um so stirring is a big part Paul said so much. Normally, I could just, even if I didn't know, guess, and it would probably still be Paul. <laughs> but but that, I definitely know that was something that Paul said. <laughs> yeah. Paul Paul said a lot of good things. I must admit, I like Paul. Paul's one of those guys I want to hang out with a little bit for in, yeah. in heaven. Um, but so um, what, let's see, Josh had to step out for a second. So I don't know if I can keep talking about his manna without him. <laughs> but. I think we could. <laughs> I think he'd let us. No. no, that was on point, though. I mean, yeah. it was definitely going along with a lot of what God's been speaking lately. Yeah, for sure. Well, we got about 10 minutes or so left. Um, I do want to reiterate some things real fast because I, I want to take the opportunity. We do have our VBS coming up here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday here at Bethel Fellowship, and we want to invite the kiddos out and the family out to, to that. Um, we're Ages 3 about, to 18. Yeah. Now how they're broken up, I don't know. Um, I just I'm just in charge of the water guns. <laughs> Nobody else gets one, just me. But um, people think I'm crazy. I'm gonna have a water gun. Like Lord. I'm ordering off Amazon today. I've been looking. Did you know? Did you know they whoa, whoa, make? Whoa. You're ordering it off today? Yeah, two day You'll shipping. You'll get it. Oh, oh yeah, man. I got one or two day shipping with Prime. Right, um, man. All right. Did you know that they have electric water guns that you do not have to pump? I did not know that. Wow. I didn't know that. I mean, does it have a battery pack or what's it got? I don't know. So when you say tackle hell with a squirt gun, is that the gun you're bringing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to baptize those people one way or another. <laughs> That's right. That's it. That's it. Hey, you said baptize. I got to say something. Is that all right? I, this is on a serious note. Okay. Okay. Serious. Is that okay? 
All right. All right. <laughs> no, for real. Uh, this past Sunday afternoon, I don't know if you've heard about it or not, but at my granny's, uh -oh. uh, it was a very special time for me. Yeah. Because uh, Megan. Yeah. Um, she asked me to baptize her. I did not hear that. No. So, well, anyway, it was kind of something that she just talked to me and granny about. Yeah. And uh, she said that she just really wanted it to happen. Yep. And, uh, well, she said she didn't want not even Brian and Sherry. She said, I, I just want to be a surprise for everybody. She said, I just feel that this is something that I really want to do, uh -huh. and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so I, I was telling Hannah during the break, so we was able to Sunday night after uh, we ate and everything, Sunday afternoon, uh, we all gathered out there and said, y'all come on out. Uh, we're going to do something with Megan. Everybody started looking, what, what, what? And so uh, we was able to get it all together, and we baptized Megan, my cousin. Wow. In the name of Jesus. So I'm just, uh, it was very uh, humbling for me, and I talked to her last week a little bit about it, and I was telling Hannah that, you know, I asked her about her born-again experience. She says she remembers as a young kid, she remembers that she was seven, went home from a church service one night and laid in her bed and asked the Lord to come into her heart. And you know, sometimes we'll think, uh, we'll think, well, why, why so long? Why did, why did what? But with her condition, I can only imagine what's really going through her mind. Sometimes, be honest with you, you know. But just to, uh, and I'll share this a little bit too. That really is something that and I shared it the other day. But I remember something Shuri said during uh, church services here in the late nineties, and of course. We always wanted to see Megan healed. We always wanted her to be set free. And, you know, I think somebody was asking my Aunt Sherry about uh, being healed and everything. And she turned around and told him, she said to me, she's made whole already. Uh -huh. And it's almost like our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't see it in our eyes, but with uh, the Lord sees us. How does he sees us? He sees us, whatever, through our imperfections, through the things that we've done. He died so that we can be just like him. Yeah. And he sees it for who he is. But it was just, you know, you said baptizing. I just had to go there. I love know, that. that I love it. What a it special a, time. It was a very special time for me and my family. Yeah. So, And everybody seen me getting stuff together. And my Aunt Jody, Jody was like, well, what are you doing? I said, I'll tell you in a minute, but I guarantee it, you'll never forget this night. And she'll be, she was looking at me like, what? <laughs> I don't even know anything going on. I said, well, I guarantee it, you won't forget this night. She yeah. said, oh, okay. So after it was over, she came to me. She said, well, you're right. I'm never going to forget this day. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. Anyway, so it was a That's pretty awesome. special time for me and my family that yeah. day. That day so. Well, you made me feel bad about talking yeah. about water guns now. No, you you're all that. right. Well, there you're are also right. baptisms going on. There's baptisms here too Sunday, right? Yeah, we had three baptisms yeah, I Sunday. I've seen that, man. It's, it's yeah. doing great. Then we did That's one awesome. the week before. Um, and then we have uh, actually a couple more coming up. So, um, baptizing left and right. Yeah, that's Hallelujah. Just... And then uh, Aaron's going to be doing that with a water gun all week. Ain't he? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Brother Lance might baptize some people. <laughs> there you go. Stirring we have a water. whole pond back there. Uh, yep. Or a whole lake. Yep. Sorry, yeah. not a pond. Yeah, we don't call it a pond. <laughs> Somebody called it the Lake of Fire. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good name. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. So. It, it was what first came to mind. I mean, the Lake of God's Fire. There you go. 
That's it. That's it. You got to be known. You got to be known like a fire we're talking about here. We're talking about the fire of God. Fire of the Spirit. That's it. That's it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, again, that is VBS this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock on Thursday and Friday, and then 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. It's going to be a great time. So, Hannah, are you teaching class, or what are you doing, I'm doing the uh, work. Well, I'm helping Brother Todd. Todd's doing the dancing. Yeah? I'm dealing with the words, the singing. So, Uh, like worship and music and stuff. Okay. the worship and music. I thought they was going to put me in that one, but they didn't. (laughs) So, now, can I I just want to ask a couple questions, if you don't care. Uh, like, are y'all going to have different places that the ages go to you and then mm-hmm. just yep. like do it like Yeah, a, we'll okay. have different stations and then yep. the different yep. groups, age groups will rotate to each station. Yep. yep, and we'll be feeding them and all that too. Okay. And then Saturday, you're welcome to come out, Josh. All right. You're welcome to come out. Yeah. Come on out. We're going to have hamburgers, it. hot dogs, cookout, 100-foot yep. obstacle course. I race you. I don't care man, to beat you. Man. Um, you will beat me. I guarantee you. <laughs> like this, this, this course has two different water slides on it. Wow. Like two different water slides. So y'all going to have the water hooked up, right? Oh, um, definitely. That's another form of baptism. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's good, brother. Oh, I told goodness. you we're going to baptize these kids one way or another. All right. Oh, man. So. No, um, we're really excited. And then, of course, um, Brother Lance Johnson's coming up in this weekend. He'll be here this Sunday morning, and then Sunday night he'll be over at you guys at Madrid Pentecostal. Yep. yep. Um, <clears throat> and that's going to be a um, great time in the presence of the Lord. But it's September 10th and 11th. We've 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 talked about it in briefing, just kind of get it on people's calendar. Yeah. But it's going to be powerful. Yes. And it's for the harvest. We're believing right. God to bring in a harvest. And um, these are not three days we're going to get together and, as we say, push each other on the floor. These are three days that we're going to come together and worship and and we're going to see the harvest coming. That's we're right. going to see soul saved. Um, now, you may say, well, if what, why should I come to church if to a conference if it's just for the harvest? Well, it's to build the church. It's to build That's the it. harvest. It's to win. So it's going to be for everybody. All right? So it's not just, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's not, you know, we're, we're going after souls and more souls and more souls. But revival is there to hit our own hearts as well. That's right. And um, and we're we're really excited about what God has in store for September. But we are not waiting on September for His presence to be poured out. So Amen. we're seeing it. We're seeing people delivered. We're pe- we're seeing people set sanctified, set free, filled with the Holy Ghost. We're seeing it every single. I know you guys are having powerful moves. Um, I don't get to come on Sunday nights much, but I know God's been doing some yeah. incredible things on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, and everything there. And even here, we've been having, um, last week, I'm not going to lie, like last week I preached a message and it was not an easy message. Like, yeah, it was not one of those messages that everybody shouts on. This is one right. of those messages that you're hoping they come back next week after. Like, well, I heard, a, to be honest with you, Sunday afternoon, I heard several of my family that goes here, they was talking about your message Sunday morning. Yeah, it was one of those messages I was like, I just hope somebody comes back next week. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, I did it in much yeah, love, but it was right. I, I, it, for a move of God to happen, there's inconvenience that takes place. You yeah. got you got to decide how For much sure. do you really want it. But when I open up the altar call, and I don't like, I'm not. Usually, what I do is we have prayer teams that pray with people, and then I go in the back and I talk to people, love on them, hug them, and I just really enjoy doing that. I think it's a time for pastoring again. But we have a lot of great men of God and women of God who are anointed up there praying with people. So it's not like I'm just leaving the altar abandoned. Yeah. You know, people still praying. Right. Well, last week I, I really felt compelled to lay hands, so I want I stayed up there. I was like, I want to pray with people. I want to I want to go pray. And I thought, yep. honestly, I thought I'm not gonna lie. Thought maybe five six people may come up, and I mean it was overflowing. Wow. I mean I was like, oh, goodness, I had to 
I was just trying to draw people in there for everywhere to help me pray with people. And that's not to brag on anything. That's just saying God's doing it. Like, cause this is a message that 10 years ago probably would, well, five years ago, people wouldn't even come back next week. They'd be so offended, but now yeah. they're like so hungry. Yes. And it's like, I want to, yes, even if it inconvenienced me, I want that move. Amen. I want that move of God. That's it. And, that's awesome. um, and so I, my heart was overwhelmed. And then of course you got to do the three baptisms. So, um, just the presence of God was so real and tangible and thick and, um, yeah, we're just seeing that every every Sunday. Like I don't I don't know what to do. Like it just <laughs> I just want to shout and I can't yeah. wait. And I mean just the spirit of God pouring. And I know it's not just Bethel. It's it's so many churches I'm talking yeah. to here in that same shoes. I know, man. I mean it it, it is it's uh it's a move of God that's uh, that you know is more people are desiring it. I mean because He's always stirring the people. He's always sure. moving into people. But I think there's more people really wanting him up. to. Yes, exactly. Yep. Awakened up. Yep. Amen. Josh Newton told me at Cattleman's, he forced me to eat there the other night on the way home from the airport. Forced me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was hard. Oh, my goodness. I had to pray for endurance yeah. and patience, but he forced me. Uh, yeah. And, well, really what it was was me and him was celebrating my wife's birthday on Saturday. Is that what it was? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in the we sitting there, and he said, you know, Aaron, you say a lot that, you know, we're wanting a move of God. He said, I'm in a move of God. Amen. And I said, how true. Wow. How true. That's awesome. How true. Yeah. We're in it. We're not yeah. waiting for something. We're in it. And the move of God is big enough to be here and coming. Man, that's good. That's powerful right there. Love Amen. it. Well, five, ten seconds. Anybody, final words? Yeah, we're it's out of- been a great morning. Hey, I did forget one thing. Sure. Next Tuesday, August the 8th going to be the pastor leadership prayer meeting at Madrid. So if anybody would like to come out at 6 o'clock. On the elders meeting night. Thanks a lot again. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and talk to my pastor about that one. <laughs> just kidding. I'm I just kidding. <laughs> Hannah, uh, final words? I'm just thankful. I'm just, I've seen prayers being answered. Um, I'm just grateful. Amen. Amen. Jesus grateful is good. Presence. All things are made by him, through him, and for him. And there's no move of God that happens just because of man. That's it happens right. because the Lord breathes upon a people. Amen. So go do something with all the good church we've been having. There you go. What's Amen. That song? Go tell somebody. Go tell. I don't know. It's like go tell so- somebody. Yep. I don't know the song. I'll have to find it. Go tell somebody I don't know. That's it right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time, here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.